And we're off. I'm not going to say the usual second part of that because I got in trouble before. (laughs) Did you? Well, Uh, well, I mean, with me, I did. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to episode 45. 45, I can't believe we're nearly at episode 50, which is insane. But episode 45 of I Understood That Reference. Rob, my friend, how are you, buddy? Hello. Uh, I'm doing well. Things are going great. And the heating is now working very effectively in our house, uh, so we're all delighted. You could say things are uh, heating up. (laughs) Well, well, they they are, literally. Well, yeah, literally. (laughs) Uh, you watched True Lies, you were just saying? I did, I did. We, we, were, we were talking about this before the podcast, and the reason we had to get it out of our system is because we'd end up wasting... We actually did, we spent 20 minutes just chatting about it there. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, we couldn't spend 20 minutes talking about True Lies, but anyway, I was just saying to Ross that before, like, it's just this, this pulpy 90s action film that I, if you haven't seen it, people should watch it. But whenever it just happens to come, like, come on TV when I'm at home with, with my family, we always sit down and watch it, and it just, it's one of these mass appeal films. It doesn't matter what you like, my little sister was enjoying it. My mum was enjoying it. And not to suggest that they... they just That wouldn't normally be the kind of movie they would go for. But that one has the credentials that suits them. Oh, and it's just... The, the, the set pieces are mental. Like, one, the finale sees a guy slide onto the missile of a har- harrier. And then <laughs> the missile is fired through a hollowed out floor in the building. To in a, the building the, site, yes. Yeah, to the other bad guy helicopter the other side. <laughs> It's amazing stuff, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis on absolute. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger in great action form. I'm not going to give him any acting form credit. Yeah, let's Sorry, not give Arnie. too much props here. He literally moves around like he's he's like so much of a wooden block at times in that film. He's like one of those Minecraft men. You know the Minecraft. <laughs> 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 you know the kind of blocky limited movement but the shoulders don't yeah. move or anything it's just like the arms like a lego man and, and the very the very stilted like head turns that are almost programmed in so <laughs> so, so jamie Lee curtis has to do an awful lot of the heavy lifting uh but she delivers the the comedy in spades and then they've got tom arnold as well with some great comedy bits as well it's just james cameron really he was really purring at that point in the 90s like he was knocking out some great stuff but uh Man, that film, while some people might find some elements a little dated, try to look past those. It was made in the 90s. It's of the era, and it's not particularly offensive. I just think some parts are dated, but it's fantastic overall. No, it's just such a, it's a I don't want to say the word romp, but I, nothing else it describes is, though. it. It's a romp. It's an action romp because you're laughing. Bill Paxson's there wetting himself. There's <laughs> carriers so flying good. around. It's just oh, it's a great film. James Cameron at his best when he wasn't up his own hole trying to make 16 <laughs> Avatar films like, you know, or living under the sea. Under the sea. Oh my God. I forgot he does that these days. Is that where he writes his, oh, I think, yeah, maybe it's compression illness. That's, that's why he's lost his mind. That's why he's it's the only thing av- that would make sense yeah, if I'm yeah, going to be yeah. honest with you, because 16 Avatar films or whatever, like literally four, isn't it? I, I think that's where there's four on the way. I four. hate the first Avatar, but whatever. Anyway, I think it's a big con. I think it's a ruse. There's no way they're making four. But you heard the stories of like, that, you know, there was writers that he had hired to like write these movies, all the different, like the four of them simultaneously. They were like, these are never going to get made, so we're not doing it. So he would take all four of them and he would lock them in a room until they've all made progress on each of their movies. In an effort what? to make them, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's how he, that's how he works. Oh, God. They're, they're like, he's lowering us into the sea as we speak. That's the... <laughs> you don't get this done in two hours. You know what's going to happen to you. And you can just, like, the water slowly fills up the room. He, he, like, just puts them in a shark cage and just throws a few pens at them. Just like, get going. Uh, listen, this is... It's James Cameron. So this is on... It, the memory he famously was like, oh, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, this is the greatest <laughs> one. And as soon as it came out... Well, I, I never... I mean, I never... I never saw it. <laughs> oh, that's full. I, I never... I never... I, I think I read the script. It was a version Me? of the script I wrote in the eighties, so that's the part I was supporting. I don't yeah. know about the. Uh... Oh, I thought you meant the original Terminator. Sorry, sorry, that was my mistake. I apologize. Oh, I thought you were talking about the dark fate of the character. I didn't even realize this was a sequel. What are you guys talking yeah. about? <laughs> Who are these guys? Act, act, new actors? <laughs> I mean, like, we were actually talking about this in the family. Like, even Mum was aware. She goes. She just at one point says during the during the viewing, as you do with something like that. It's, and she just goes. I was like, Dad was like, who made this? And I was like, oh, it's that James Cameron fella. And she just goes, isn't he supposed to be a bit of a tyrant? In such a nice way. <laughs> a bit of a tyrant? What a great way to put it. And I was like, obviously, she, even she had picked up, you know, that people use him as a stepping stone to like make a break in their career. Like people will put up with his madness and his just, you know, his insane demands and work ethic to then be like, well, look, I made this James Cameron film. Look at this James Cameron film I worked on. So, you know, the, you know, he's a means to an end, I would say. Um, <laughs> the highlight the word mean. He's a mean to an end. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But there you go. That's our James Cameron segment. That is our, t- our usual, our weekly James Cameron yeah. segment. Yeah, so before we get on to actually talking about, we have an email about stuff and we have some kind of fun stuff later. But mm-hmm. I just want to say there is uh, some good news for us who obviously doing the podcast here. But there's a site called Listen Notes and we can kind of check in to see to see how we're getting on. Now, I mean, I don't know how true this is. But apparently, our podcast is one of the top 5% most popular shows. And that is out of 1,896,703 podcasts globally. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I'd say like one and a half million of them are defunct and, and don't go on anymore or whatever <laughs> under two episodes. But we'll still take that. I mean, I'm, I'll take that. I mean, top 5% of anything is always good. You always want to be in the top five. Bottom five, ooh, geez. Unless, again, it's most defunct podcasts. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's just like which ones of these should you expressly not listen to? This top five percent <laughs> in particular, avoid zero point five percent that we're in the top of <laughs> yeah. the podcast. You most definitely shouldn't listen to. But yeah, I am curious about that site. Like that's that is a really fun accolade, but um, its legitimacy we have yet to venture into because you know it's very encouraging because like the number is so precise. And it's got like a little counter. It's like oh, now we've got this many podcasts on the platform. You're like where are you guys getting all the? Where are you getting them? <laughs> I mean, much much like anything, we measure our success off, like getting in that top Arbitrary. 50 podcast to 11 and then instantly out of it the next month. <laughs> it's like everything seems fairly suspect that we seem to do well in. Yeah, I know. we'll still take it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, the more little badges and little accolades we can stick on Twitter and on the website, you know, the better. Um, and it's funny, often they're not really apples to apples. Like, they mean entirely different things and often don't really support or they could be contradictory but we're going to stick them on in anyway i think at this point oh yeah oh, yeah we don't care contradictory information is good for us because yeah. we don't have to back anything up ever <laughs> yeah. which is our kind of modus yeah. operandi if somebody asks any questions you're gonna you're, we can just say you're confused so are we <laughs> Join yeah. and now i gotta go yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway look enough 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 shiting around as usual let's let's jump on in get, get a few topics under our belt you know so we got an email um recently from our friend jewels now it was actually before christmas but because we had a few things to get to, I didn't actually get around to talking about it. But I think now, with one division 
Ugh. premiering on Disney Plus. We're going to do a review of episode one and two. Of course, we're not going to do that. Why would anybody possibly review two episodes of a full TV series? <laughs> I know people are hungry for content, lads, but Jesus. But feck off with that one. Yeah, why would you want? You're like, that's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, where am I going? It's like just, I don't know, reviewing 40 minutes of a movie. I, know, I was going to try and make a, po- a point, and I was like, the point's already been made. Ross just said, <laughs> right, right, But that's a good, yeah. Imagine like watching the first half an hour of True Lies, and then sitting down for our True Lies review yeah. here, like, missing an ending. Lacks, lacks, lacks consequence. Yeah. I'm getting confused. <laughs> like, you'd be confused. You'd be like, so Bill Paxton is the bad guy. Like, that's, yeah, exactly. you'd be all over the place. As the main antagonist, Bill Paxton is <laughs> building up to a greater role. <laughs> anyways oh. as i said we're not covering that because i don't know i just let the series roll out guys and then see what it's like after yeah. but we got an email from our friend jules who said hi guys run the I jules. hope you and yours are safe and well i wanted to know which fight romance conversation or basically any other kind of interaction would you most like to have seen in the mcu between any two characters as an example Mine would have been a battle between Tilda Swinton's The Ancient One and Kate Blanchett's Hella. It's amazing how all-consuming the MCU is. We have not one Sherlock, but two, and both of their Watsons, Bilbo and Gollum, oh, yeah. Morpheus and Agent Smith, Batman and Catwoman, and even two Hannibal Lecters, <laughs> which is mad. So is that Anthony Hopkins and Mads Mikkelsen? Oh, no, it's... um, I was going to say... It could be. I'm assuming it is Mads Mikkelsen because the other one would, I was thinking is not in the MCU. He's in X Men, the, the second one, and it's that guy who played Hannibal Lecter in the original uh, Manhunter film. Brian Cox. There you go. Oh yeah, God, he's a he's he's got a wretched old face on him. That fella. He plays Agamemnon he, in Troy. This about his, the way he makes his face when he does when he's playing an evil character. He does this face thing. And I'm like, oh God, you're an awful evil bastard. It's like a smiley, wincy face. Yes. Isn't it? Oh my God, yes. you've nailed it. Great description. Oh, my God. How'd you do that? Because it's my face, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, super. But anyway, sorry. Continue with the email. So, this email. So, basically, do you... Because I have... Like, obviously, I'm I'm a big comic reader, an avid comic fan. So, I have a few jotted down here already. If you want me to go through them before, if you have any as well. Yeah, kick us off there. I I, I had a couple of ideas, but I was lacking in inspiration, we'll, we'll say. I, I, I gotta say, this one I particularly like. But again, this is because I'm I'm coming straight from the comics. Well, well it has actually, to be I MCU, really... I would have thought, no? Like, we're talking about the oh, movies. No, well, that's, we are top of the movies, and that's the thing. Okay, great. I thought I was about to be out of my depth there for a sec. No, 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 because I'm no X-Men, no, nothing like that. Not even using the uh, TV shows. I'm just limiting to okay. the characters that are in the MCU film. I would have loved to have seen more interaction, and I'm surprised by the lack of interaction, actually, between Hawkeye and Captain America. Interesting. Explain. So, because in in the comics, they have, like, such a huge history together. And they're, like, they're almost like the Tony Stark-Captain America relationship that we get in the films. In that they're constantly playing off each other. And they're kind of almost like uh, the opposite poles of who you go to in the Avengers. Because Captain America is, by the book, strict, follow the rules. And Clint Barton, Hawkeye, is just do whatever you want. Go on the ground. Be a bit roguish. Like, a lot of his character very much got subsumed by Tony Stark's, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, it's a good thing because obviously Tony, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is he's brilliant in that role. But at the same time, I think I would have liked to have seen it spread out a little bit in the Avengers because like a lot of the other characters maybe don't get the time to deserve. I mean, look, Wanda and Vision have to have their own TV series for them to get a little bit of on-screen development. like To finally get a breath, just a moment. That's interesting. And I think, do you know what as well? It, it, I mean, you've already kind of mentioned it, but it, it's 
it's both the symptom it's both a symptom and kind of a cause it's Robert Downey Jr's presence was just so massive that he just kind of took over it was almost it was almost destined that he would just get more and more focus because of how he inhabited it and kickstarted it so it was already at the detriment of some of the other characters let alone I think Hawkeye but um that's interesting because yeah you can fill me in here but <clears throat> my understanding is is in the comics or certainly maybe in more I don't know if this is more recent versions or the older versions but Captain America is quite even more straight-laced and stern and a bit more coarse like he he's not a sort of zippy quippy attitude that he kind of has in the films Oh, oh, God, no. Captain America in the comics, to be fair. I mean, it all depends really on the author, but he's not hes not like a joke teller. Or he doesn't say jokes or quips or he's not bantery at all. Like, that's, that is, Tony Stark in the comics always was like that. And the main guy who was like that was Hawkeye. Mm. Hawkeye is the bantery guy. He is the funny kind of, you know, make jokes and all this, even though he just has a stupid arrow or a stupid bone arrow. Like, if you want to talk, like, even back in the 90s, he was like the leader for a while. Then he set up his own kind of splinter group called the Thunderbolts. So he was a heavy hitter back in the comics. And like he really, really had to take a backseat in the films. He only gets like a kind of a second half mention here and there. And he's already pretty much, as, as I imagine this is going to go, is that he's going to be replaced, from what I can tell or from what I can imagine. I think he's going to be replaced in the Hawkeye TV series yeah. by, a, by a younger Kate Bishop, who is um, Hayley Steinfeld from mm. Bumblebee. Also, speaking of Hawkeye, I saw Jeremy Renner just turned uh, 50. So maybe he wanted to get out. <laughs> maybe he's like, I have enough of this. Oh, to no, pursue he... his uh, music career. Oh, wow. I was hoping we wouldn't <laughs> do that to him. Well, but what I guess... Oh, the poor guy. What an odd decision that was. Anyway. But that is interesting. I mean, it's on him. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, he's he's dude, he's doing well for himself. He's fine. But I think it is interesting that what you've... The way you described that there, basically, the some of the key characteristics of Hawkeye that made him kind of one of the main guys in the comics, those effects were lost to both Stark and yeah, Steve Rogers. Like, they both got some of his quippiness and he was left, let's be honest, a little bit, just he's a little bit boring or a bit lifeless. I don't know. His, his, his character gets more interesting as the movies progress, but certainly for the first few, they, they clearly struggled with what to do with him. Yeah, like, I, I, I think they're going to struggle to make a TV series or like at least if they weren't bringing in a younger character, I, they would struggle to make a TV series with him because he didn't really become interesting until Endgame, which is like the last film. He wasn't even in Infinity War. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. God, I forgot about that. Yeah. And like he he's and he was famously pissed off about being under mind control for the first event. Like that really bothered him. <laughs> so, which, which I understand why. Yeah. Like it, it, They just like sidelined him and what a shitty way to do it. Mind control. Because it's one of those kind of you can't explain it things anymore. It's like it's just a thing that happened and nobody ever mentions it again. Hey, remember that time the Loki just touched you and you were under his control and then yeah. that never happened again in the entire series. And then Natasha <laughs> clunked your head and you came back. Yeah, yeah. There that's how go. it works, right? That's classic mind control logic. Everybody knows it. Apparently. But yeah, that's one I would have liked to see mm. more of the uh, Captain America-Hawkeye relationship. And again, because a lot of Hawkeye's characteristics were subsumed by Tony Stark, weirdly enough, Tony Stark lost a lot of his characterization from the comics, such as the kind of alcoholism and the whole demon in a bottle, which was a huge part of his character. And interesting enough, in, and if you want to bring up the relationship a bit again, another really famous storyline in the comics is Iron Man having like a real good friendship and bond with uh, Captain Marvel when she was called Warbird because she became an alcoholic as well. Oh my God. And like he tried to help her and bring her back on the path. And like there was a lot of interesting stuff there that because 
their characters got very much changed in the films that could never really do then. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, ma- mature themes. Mature themes, right. But yes, yeah, so I just wanted to highlight that. Mm. The Hawkeye and Captain America thing and then that kind of things branch out from that about other characteristics then that they could have explored. But that would be my that would be my main one that I would I would have liked to have seen more exploration for. And obviously because it's more Captain America, so... That's that's true, actually, yeah. And actually, but I know what you mean about the... To go back to the Tony Stark alcoholism thing, because they did bring that up in the second film for him, but maybe they thought that that doesn't gel with what we're going for here. So they never really... Mm, mm. Never really became a thing again. Like you'd seen with the odd scotch... But it never became a thing after that, I don't think, really. Yeah, which was, they were definitely hinting at it. And then yeah. they're just like, eh, we got other stuff to do. Maybe again, because would <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Do. find that stuff a, a sore spot? <laughs> you know? Oh, a bit too close to the, bit too close to home for him, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. But yeah, how about you? Um, I was having to think about it. I was basically thinking, um, anything Loki, I would say. Just giving him more interactions with other people because he's so much fun. I was trying to think of what a good example would be. Maybe him and um, Stephen Strange or something. Like, because they kind of have, like, I think both a battle and conversation are kind of a mix between the two would have been interesting with the two of them. Just because of how, I, I just, in terms of their power and their their intelligence. And I, I, I think they could be a good leveling for each other. Because they're both kind of tricksters. They do tricks. They're kind of tricky. You don't know what they're doing. And one thing looks like a thing, but it's another thing. And you're like, Jesus, look at this. Because they did a little bit in Thor and I was like oh, ooh potential would like more of that that is actually a brilliant pairing because you're right they did do a little bit and it was kind of you're almost like Loki want, you could tell he wanted to kind of get his own he wants back the fight he, he wants the yeah. fight like. and he's not used to being the one getting tricked which is kind of what Stephen Strange does so that's that would actually be a great pairing mm. it's also just an amazing moment because I was just thinking about stuff as I thought of that I was like I don't think they've met and then I was like oh my god the one time they did meet he does the thing where I've been falling for 30 minutes. Yes, it, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, um, I don't know. I think that, that'd be a fun one. I don't, I, I don't know about the history of them outside of the films, but uh, I just they're they're just two, two clever tricksters that I'd like to see. Yeah. yeah. And as well as that, I think like, uh, for, for, like in the films, Loki is always kind of paired against someone who just has strength. Exactly. Or someone who can fight. Which is kind of my issue with it, I think. It's like, it's like this guy has better credentials. Use him wisely, is what I would say. And even, you know, in Doctor Strange, the way they're like, you know, almost Inception, like running up the side of walls and stuff like that. And imagine putting Loki into that world. See, and this is what him, I was thinking. Yeah. This is what I was thinking. Oh, you're getting my jam. That's... <laughs> I mean, I hate jam, but no, I get it. Mm. But you got any other ones that you were interested by? Well, it's it's not even it's it's it, this is more of a of an interesting aside that if they wanted to pull something together and make something kind of commonalities around, but I was just thinking the way the, the the way the MCU is set up in that, like there's so much fodder complexes that could have been a weird kind of maybe Loki way to take things, like so take Star Lord who has ego, the Living Planet, Kurt Russell who he fights, mm-hmm. he's got a fodder <laughs> complex. Tony Stark with Howard Stark has a huge fodder complex. Um, Vision, which they do explore in the comics a lot. I really would have loved if they had gone the whole Vision going, oh my God, like Ultron is my father technically. And like how that deal, how does he deal with that? That his father technically is a weird Chris. But I think there's like a true line there 
then maybe one division might take up who knows but I think there's a true line there where they could have got a few characters connected and again even Spider-Man then with Tony Stark being the father figure I think there's definitely a kind of an arc for them all that they could have made a kind of fun little thing out of or like to show that they're all dealing with it in different ways oh. or how each of them is choosing to handle it or something like yeah, so I know what you mean. I yeah, because we get a little snip of those kind of fun family moments when you know, when they when they reference kind of like oh we've got weird family shit. It's like when uh, Thor meets the Guardians and then Gomer's like oh well Thanos is my dad and he seems angry for a second. He goes ah, families are tough and you're like it's funny when yes. it makes them human for a sec that they have like you know it takes away the sort of the, the sheen of like the the powers and like the abilities. It's just like oh yeah he's got this annoying brother and she's got this crazy dad that kind of stuff. It humanizes yeah. it. So there's definitely they probably could have done more with it actually, uh, uh, together yeah. as opposed to because often whenever it was those complexes, I guess it was because it was within a standalone movie or something that they addressed. Yeah, yeah. But I think and that's and that's and even when I was considering this question, I was like, again, the MCU now has set itself up in a way that is so hard to go forward because you've intertwined it all so much that it's almost now so difficult to separate everything so like if i ever do see somebody like star lord having to deal with father issues i almost want him to be like well why doesn't he give thor a shout who has a problem with his dad or you know why doesn't this character come in with a problem with their dad and trying to help each other or you know so it's, it's got this entanglement situation mm. now much like the film tangled oh, oh great film by the way better than frozen that is a great film. oh much better than frozen um it's good fun good songs as well Lots of good stuff over that. Speaking of sort of uh, the weird father figure thing, father. <laughs> I went very Irish there. <laughs> father. Jesus, look at your man's father. Father Brennan. <laughs> How are you, father? How are you, father? <laughs> How are you, father? You're racist now, Ted. <laughs> I hear you're racist now, father. <laughs> and then he goes <laughs> And then, oh, that's an amazing line. Can we take this out? That memory just goes, I can't commit full time to the old racism. I just like, you know, I've got the farm during the day and I like a <laughs> cup of tea in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Father Ted for anybody who hasn't gathered that reference but oh my god fathers anyway tangent aside um, I was thinking um, I, I would have loved to have seen like if it was in a flashback or like a reference to an old battle or an encounter or something that came up but something like um, Thanos and Odin if they ever cross paths I think would be two like titans quite literally kind of you know coming and confronting each other and whether there was just an interesting conversation because they're both great at that or there was a bit of fisticuffs I don't know I think that one that would appeal to me that kind of because they're both minor in the sense that they don't have their own movies and they're not lead superheroes or good guys but to see that kind of history I think would be fun yeah, even to, even to give like a, a five minutes in, in Infinity War or something to show or like you know that oh well we know Thanos because you know what's it called mentioned them or something like. yeah my, my 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 kind of as i was thinking about it I was like my vision of it would be imagine like pacino and de niro in heat kind of yes just like dialogue yes. just them sitting down they both know that they're both probably equally as powerful or they're both very powerful so they don't bother with the fighting they just kind of try to out with the other person or like sort of threaten them verbally you know with like you couldn't do this because i have this and then i just yeah, like, like a parallel like yeah just i think i thought that'd be that'd be really cool to see i think because then that would give in the whole thing of like then when odin gets taken out by hella that it's more that's why thanos is able to make the move then because all of a sudden that impediment is gone that block is taken away like mm, exactly yeah it kind of it gives him that extra bit of confidence i just that could have been a really cool little sit down and it 
it instantly would have placed Thanos in a league that I guess he would have deserved because they had to kind of have him fight Hulk at the start, you know, still really get a whole thing about the power. So it would have been a nice instant way to place him as in like, this guy's a big deal because even Odin is like, look, I probably can't even beat you myself. Like, Yeah, exactly. But I can, I, so. but I can outwit you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they're both unsure, I think, of their each other's full potential, which is why it's interesting. I like that, and that's a nice side one. That's a nice, a nice like not tertiary. the main, t- yeah, tertiary, but a good and two amazing actors as well to just put alongside each other. Yeah, again, it's an excuse because it's I a lot of the decision was based on how good I feel people would be at conveying it. So you you pick the guys who are the best, and just well, Hopkins is obviously a fucking legend, and Josh Brolin can hold his own. So let them at it, I would say. Oh, that's actually really good. I, there's all these potentials in my head now about oh. like you could have scenes set in like space with like you know Thanos' whole army and Odin's whole army meeting on a planet and stuff and all these kind of like just an interesting way of conveying how powerful Thanos and his army was that even Odin could never like snuff him out completely or even Odin could never completely eradicate his menace from the universe or whatever you know. Or or maybe there's like a mark of respect. In the same way, yeah, you know, yeah. in, like say, I, I, I would nearly imagine it as, yeah, Thanos always shows up with his army because he likes to kind of, you know, flash his wares um, an awful lot, like to sort of almost like a, like he's overcompensating. But anyway, <laughs> the flash his wares. Yeah. But then I would imagine like Odin might arrive by by himself as a show of confidence because he'd do it out of nobleness because he doesn't want to yeah. risk people if he knows they're likely to die, but he'll just go and hopefully just his. Just, just him take, having the balls to up alone would be interesting. Kind of the way, if you think of Troy, the film Troy. You <laughs> love making all the Troy references uh, today. Man, man, I got all the references today. But you know the way when Kim Priam, played by the brilliant Peter O'Toole, sneaks into the Greek camp to confront um, Achilles on like killing his son, and initially he's like, "You're an idiot." But then he's like, "He has like, there's a real respect for the fact that wow, you have some serious balls to come by yourself as the king." to confront me like this just to have a conversation some serious stones some serious oh. infinity stones cajone stone oh <gasps> <laughs> that's the true line that's the true line oh my god he has the ultimate infinity stones he has them also Fucking odin hell. had the infinity gauntlet so that's the whole thing that's again you're like yeah they could have met to talk about that they're like i'm gonna get the stones and he's like well without the gauntlet you can't do it and i have that so there's a whole like all right stalemate again you know but it's funny because both of us picked fairly tertiary characters there which i think shows you where our where our mindsets go mm. because i mean like i'm i'm happy very happy with the level of interaction we got with characters oh, in yeah. the mcu i think they did a good job with the main ones for the most part for sure yeah so it's like but they created such a good cohesive universe that i then want to know more about the tertiary sides of it so i am like give me a father a father son story about <laughs> tony stark and star lord you know and this has nothing to do with my own personal circumstances yeah. oh yeah hey we don't mention him and <laughs> brilliant Uh, I've got two others I will reference oh Jesus go for it Black Widow versus Winter Soldier more of that they've got a history give us more of that we've said this we've said this multiple times that's a waste of opportunity that Black Widow film better have some Winter Soldier he better show up they better have like a kind of a strange fight or like a standoff as well if it, it would be such a tremendously missed opportunity but I mean that film is never going to get released so realistically who cares <laughs> true enough 
Someone on Twitter was like, oh, do you, do you think it's a mistake that they don't release it in the film cinema? Or do you think they just release it on? And I'm like, guys, no one's ever going to release that film. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't even, don't worry about it. That's in the archives now. That's just, we've already forgotten about it, quite frankly. <laughs> it was like actually released 20 years ago. It's just nobody knew. Okay, uh, Jules, thanks so much. That was, that was a great question, actually. Uh, we got to discuss some, and again, I know we went straight off the wall with ours, but look, that's what we do here. And I think that's about to become very apparent in some of our next sections. Oh, gosh. Rob, you said you said you had a fun new segment. Do you? And I also have a fun new segment. So, do you want to go first, or shall I? This, uh, this is honestly, this is nuts. <laughs> oh, you have no idea, bud. Okay, here we go. This is not planned. Neither of us know was... what's about to happen after this moment. Could I highlight? <laughs> I was piecing this together five minutes before we started, but um, so this is my new segment. It's, it's called "This Looks Cagey." <laughs> And oh. it's kind of like a, a sister a, a segment to the wonderful Into Depp oh, segment we'd running previously. Yeah, but this is all about the latest uh, Nicolas Cage news and the zany stuff, the wacky stuff he gets up to these days. So we don't have to dwell long about it, but there are a couple of things that he's got in the pipeline that I, we absolutely have to talk about because it's just so fundamentally bonkers and him simultaneously. It's amazing. So the first one, I, you, you might have come across this, <clears throat> and I think it's mad. But it's a Netflix series, I believe, and the title of it is called, quite simply, Nicolas Cage's History of Swear Words. And I kid you not, it the trailer is him just painting very suggestive imagery and referencing what the bad word would be through the image. In the trailer, I don't know if that's how the episodes will break down, he's looking very prim and proper, you know, heavily, heavily dyed hair, and just, I don't know... Why what why is this being made? What's happening here? Why are we doing this? <laughs> so I watched the first episode. You're kidding. Yeah, I, I, and it's it's it like it's it starts off with like you said, very prim and proper Nicolas Cage and he just goes fuck <laughs> fuck motherfucker. Get off of You're this kidding. fucking motherfucking plane. It's it, it's as bonkers as I expected. The only the problem with it is that it's like Book ended, so five minutes of him at the start, five minutes of him at the end, and two minutes in the middle, and the rest is like, "Hi, I'm the professor of linguistic psychology oh, no. in in the what? Institute of Languagistics," and they just talk about the well, the word "fuck" came from the fornication under the right of the king or the consent of the king, and you're like, "Hey, go back to Nicholas Cage saying fucking get off my Wait, motherfucking plane." He doesn't plane. do the. He doesn't do much of the. So he's only in a tiny portion of those episodes. Oh, then he, he doesn't even do the like overall narration bit over the kind of like this is what they were it's, it's <sighs> weird he does some of it but not all you it's only me. 20 minutes though so it's definitely worth watching one episode I knew it looked cagey I was right Tooth. I knew it looked cagey ding 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 well that's what a... oh so wait, are there many episodes of it up or how many did they plan on making I didn't actually do any uh, more research into it there, there's there's a few of them. I think there's six I could be wrong I think there's six I only watched one and I was like that was fun. Probably not going to watch anymore. Got to hear Nicolas Cage swear a lot. But there's a very, very fun bit of very, very fun bit of trivia. Oh. Is that who is the actor with the most swear words, or on average, the most swear words per film under his belt? Can I get a couple of guesses? Is Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci was one of the guesses, but he's not right. Um, the most swear words. It's a very difficult one, and not one you think of. Not Gordon Ramsay. 
I'll give you one last chance. Again, it's not somebody you're going to think of straight away. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it's, I, I probably won't feckin', I don't know, really, I'm not going to figure this out. Okay. The answer is Jonah Hill. Really? Mad, isn't it? It does stack up to an extent, I guess, because he was typecast for quite some time, and they were fairly going fast and loose with that language in some of those movies. Yeah. Oh, I also forgot to highlight That's that uh, as well in that show... It's also like Z-list, like UK and, and American comedians oh, doing no. like, oh, yeah, I love using the word F-C-U-K. Look at this. Like you who? can mean who? it to do. And you're like, oh, God. I mean, I don't even know half the names. The <laughs> only person that I recognized, and I don't know, he was in it for one split second, was Nick Offerman. Oh, how'd they get him? Ron Swanson. I don't know what he's doing there. I don't know why. Oh, he owes him a he owes him a favor or something. That's he's not there out of he's not he's actually like a polite guy in real life. That doesn't. And he had one line in it, like literally one line, and that's him done. And you're like, all right. <laughs> and the line is just him going, "I don't like swearing. I don't know why I'm on this show." <laughs> yeah. Can I have my check now, please? <laughs> what an aegis. Yeah. <sighs> but so, anything else in the KG the KG belt? Oh yeah, yeah. So another this now this this. Boy, this looks cagey. So, have you heard about a film called Willy's Wonderland? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. Where is this going? <laughs> oh. Uh, so, uh, it stars Nick Cage, anyway. That's the important part. He plays a truck driver. Brum. <laughs> Basically, I think he runs out of fuel or something and he... He's driving through this little town, and they're like, <laughs> they're said to, they're like, he's like, I need a bit of petrol, and I need to get, need to get going to my truck again. I'm Nicholas Cage, and then they respond with, Ah, uh, we don't accept regular currency. You have to spend a night mopping the floors of this or, uh, penny arcade, or whatever the feck this building is. Go on in there, and he says, oh, I'll do that, and then he proceeds. <laughs> I think what ends up happening is all the the arcade is filled with all these animatronic, like human-sized farm animals and wildlife, and they they become possessed and alive at night. So he is to fight them in the arcade at night to get the fuel he needs to get back in his truck. Is what I've taken from this. What? Hold yeah. on. What's it called? Willy's Wonderland. So when you said, you said the farm animals come alive at night and then you also said Willy's Wonderland, I was like, <laughs> is this, this isn't going where I think it's going, is it? But thank Jesus it did not go there. Well, I could go there, but I'm only going by what I've seen. In, yeah, oh, well, like that might happen. There is, there is a clip where he's beating the absolute obliterating shite out of, a, out of a robotic bunny at one point. Is this just like Five Nights at Freddy's, the movie? I, I don't know. Have you played that that horror game? Is that what's called Five Nights at Freddy's? I've heard of it. I haven't. I've I've certainly not played it. I don't like horror games. Essentially, it's just animatronic fucking bunnies and teddies and stuff coming after you. But I guess Nicolas Cage isn't there throttling the shite out of you. <laughs> no, he <so>. isn't. <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, that's it. Check Good. it out. Gee, I mean, I don't know if I will. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you. It looks cagey. I'll tell you that much. Jesus. Well, that's that's very that's very true. <laughs> Jesus. It looks suitably mental. 
Wow, is there a trailer out? Yeah, oh, there is. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I actually will watch that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> of course I will. Uh, I was honestly watching going, how, how is this a thing? Like, he is just signing up to whatever is going on. Like, it's uh, it's, it's nuts. Um, and also unrelated, but they're making a new Willy Wonka movie for some reason. Did you hear about this? Oh, they're, they're making two, aren't they? They're making a movie... And this is, I love how misguided these studios seem to get. But the the movie is about like from what I can gather, it's pre him setting up the factory. So it's about his struggles, I guess, as an entrepreneur trying to set up a chocolate factory. How is that gonna be entertaining for kids? Has anybody in the history of cinema ever asked that question? Who watches that film and goes, Do you know what I'd love? I'd love a prequel where I see how Willy Wonka set up and call Willy's Wonderland yeah. where he set up his arcade. Yeah. How he financed how he financed the job. Oh yeah. How initially in his career he uh, he he ran a, a franchise of penny arcades, but then that fell flat after a a raging alcoholic truck driver dismantled one of them. So he had to pivot into chocolate. You said raging again. You said raging again. I was like, oh god, <laughs> raging what? What did he have a raging? <laughs> oh. But yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll get to see, you know, financing, um, probably corporate law, uh, things of that nature. <laughs> All the stuff you associate with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whimsy of employment law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, I, I like that. So does, does, it's called, what's the section called again? Uh, this looks cagey. This looks cagey. Jesus. <laughs> I almost want to like do like a lockup segment, you know, like a lockup like <laughs> noise after that. <laughs> no, I think that'd be funny. A jail cell closing kind of a thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it should be a jail. Some of these films, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, it's so dodgy. So, is there any? You got any more for us, sir? No, no, no. That, that's you've got your fill now. I think. I think till, till next time. Till next time. Uh, all right. Well, there, so there's from one new segment to another, even crazier segment. Oh wow! Okay. So. Rob, I decided to mix two of the things which which sounded pretty popular from what I can tell on Twitter and what people kind of said asked me about or these things are gonna are they gonna come back in the podcast at all. So I decided to mix two things together. Uh, and that is the tin whistle escapades. Oh my gosh, it's back. As well as the poor descriptions of film escapades. <laughs> and I've mixed them together in a segment I call Tonally Nondescript. <laughs> so Rob <laughs> In this section, I'm going to whistle five movie tunes. Okay. okay? I'm going to just whistle them in order. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> then I'm going to give you five poor movie descriptions made by myself. And your mission, if you choose to accept it, uh-huh. is to pair them together and get the films they're from. Oh my goodness. This is, I was laughing so much and this sounds somewhat complex, but I, I, I let's, let's, Oh, this is this is high concept. Oh, this is gosh. high concept. I'm excited, quite frankly. Oh, I mean, I'm a, I'm two drinks in now, so the the uh, tin whistling might not be as <laughs> as as good as I did not expect it to be. You'll be like, why is there no sound coming out of this thing? Oh, it's a beer bottle. Oh. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's my hand. Uh, Rob, are you are you ready for your first? So you understand the rules. Basically, I'm going to give you five tin whistle tunes of okay. famous movie teams. Okay. And then I'm going to give you five poor descriptions. And they're obviously in different orders. And you have to pair them together. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, this has potential. I, I no, I, I, I'm taking this very seriously. Okay, so number one. Let's go, Ross. Oh, 
That's very, very quick. I think I know that. Yeah, okay, perfect. So I'll move on to number two. <laughs> I just... <laughs> that was difficult. Oh. Oh wow! Well that's done. Two. Well done. <laughs> at least you know this seems easy because you know them. That's good. This one, I can't do it at all. So it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> okay, that's that. Very <laughs> difficult, but anyway. Now this one, I actually kind of like this one. See if I can get this. Okay. Right, there's that one. Oh. And then last. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, so there are the five tin whistle tunes, all right? Okie dokie. <laughs> I can play them again if need be. And now, in no order, obviously, okay. here are the poor film descriptions. I'm <laughs> looking forward to these now. So, A. A few lads try to raise their spirits. B. Superheroes travel for miles. C. A couple of half-wits try to smelt your heart. <laughs> D. Man tries to shield himself from the horrors of war. And E. A rags-to-riches story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> this is what I do with my time, folks. This is what I do in lockdown all day long. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, uh... I, I, Rob didn't even know about any of this, by the way. I'd like to highlight. This, this wasn't even prepped. This is like literally as off the cuff as it gets. I was so busy laughing. I was... I was. Okay, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to remember the, the tunes now. Okay, so I know the second one was Captain America, and I know one of the answers is Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay, so can you identify and knock knock one of them off, then knock them off? I think it was the second. If you play the second, yeah. So that was. Do, 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 do. Yes. Yeah. That's... So there you go. Yeah, that's Captain. America. I know that's Captain. America. Yeah, that's Alan Silvestri at his finest. And which description do you think that was? A man shields himself from the horrors of war. <laughs> yes. Has to be. I'm Get so these out of the way. <laughs> Well done, by the way. Yeah. Do that melody. That's very good. <laughs> so, from the snippet that I got at the start, I think the first little t- melody was yeah. Lord of the Rings. All right. And that would correspond with? Okay, there was two that confused me because there was a smelt one in there, which made me think of the ring. But then there was something about... Like, give me give me the first couple of descriptions again. So, that was uh, a couple of half-wits tried to smelt your heart. <laughs> Damn it! See now I'm forgetting the other tunes. Well, and give me what was the other ones? A, a rags to riches story. Oh, uh, I know what that one is. Okay, there is superheroes travel for miles, or a few lads try to raise their spirits. I'm gonna go with a couple of half wits smelt your heart. Yes, has to be Sam yes. Frodo, hasn't it? It's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Smelt your heart because they smelt down the ring. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> God, God, I I outdid myself here. <laughs> oh, this is this is this is honestly this is revolutionary. Quite frankly, um, okay. 
uh, barreling onwards. I, I think I know the other one. I think the final one you played, at least I know I heard the tune at some point, uh, was uh, Aladdin. And that's the rags to riches story. So that's the second last one was indeed Aladdin. And that is the rags to riches story. Yeah. Yep. So that's two left. And that's a few lads try to raise their spirits and superheroes travel for miles. So can you give me the two melodies that are remaining again? Right. And the other one is Jesus. <laughs> the most difficult to do. I, I I just every time you play the second one there, I I I'm starting to remember it, but then it then it ends. Like me, I can do a longer horrific version if you want. Oh, uh, give me some I'll more. Even a higher pitch one. Here we go. I, sorry give me the give me the give me the descriptions again i just got the tune a few lads tried to raise their spirits and superheroes travel for miles that the most recent melody you played is from spider-man into the spider-verse and it's for superheroes yes. travel for miles has to be yes sunflower sunflower superheroes travel for miles <gasps> <laughs> think about that think about the layers oh you Dirty little <laughs> Wally How dare you Oh That happened oh, Well okay Now give me the final tune One more time And it's A few lads Try to raise their spirits I have to just go with Ghostbusters It sure is Ah we did it <laughs> And the raise there is R-A-Z-E because they're destroying ghosts. They try to raise their spirits. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our new segment. <laughs> totally nondescript. Man, that is fucking iconic. Honestly. I'll tell you, there's, there's some effort goes into this podcast occasionally, folks. That was... That, that was... <laughs> yeah, okay. The occasional being the... The, oh, the, the operative the, the word. imperative word there now if anything god i'm i'm just so blindsided by the how that that, that worked <laughs> i i am too I'm delighted about this but you know what this means folks is that thankfully to, for us all i think we've come to the end of this episode rob unless you have anything earth shattering you want to follow up with no i couldn't possibly that'd be that'd be an injustice <laughs> to that final segment i couldn't do it <laughs> well i got a saxophone here and a section i like to call <laughs> sexy tones <laughs> I should have said saxy tones. That was why I said the saxophone in the first place. I lost my own train of thought there. Oh, man. Oh. Good. Well done. Well done. I, I, was, I was happy with that. that can I, again, I know I shouldn't do this because I sound like I'm awful up my own bloody hole. But superheroes travel for Miles is like Miles, <laughs> Miles Morales. Did you come up with those descriptions? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So hold on. I thought you saw those online and that's what inspired the tunes. You mean to tell me you learned the music and also came up with the, well, fair bloody play to you. <laughs> Every bit, man. Just off the, off the, the lockdown is, make, makes some people bored, makes me get my tin whistle out and come up with some hilarious movie descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> that, that couldn't have been a more suggestive sentence. <laughs> 
that's well that's yeah that's very true uh, i might try and put them up on twitter just put the poor movie descriptions oh, and see if people Christ. can get them but look thanks oh. so much for listening everybody we hope you've had as much fun as we have because that's been hilarious i'm, I'm my voice probably sounds different because i'm just smiling the whole way through because that uh, made I'm, me laugh quite a lot i'm beaming <laughs> absolutely beaming raise but, uh, right yeah yeah because people were like ross that's too complicated and i wouldn't take that's too complicated (laughs) (laughs) don't edit this broadcast to say i killed earl milford oh excellent excellent but uh, look thanks everybody for listening as usual we'll have more stuff and we're gonna i'm gonna put up on twitter as well to get some more movie fights because i think we're gonna go back into having like some cool fights suggested by ourselves so vote on that if you get a chance and Mm. that rob do you know well you can tell the listeners where to find us because i don't know (laughs) crucially uh, yes so we've got um the website capunderstands.com then we've got that handle capunderstands that you got you can find that on twitter you can also find that on soundcloud you can also find that on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music maybe they might hate us they might not we might be banned i don't know actually but we're working on it. We're, we're definitely working on it. Um, did, did I say the Twitter? I did. Podbean. Um, we're on Podbean now as well. Oh, oh. There's there's uh, the Pod Nation group on Podchester. There's also Podtail. You can never forget about that one. <laughs> it does actually get listens, which is crazy. I... Does it really? You're kidding me. It does, genuinely. And I, I, I tune in. What is tune in? But we got listens on it. I apologize, tune in. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the that's the gambit, I think. That is that's pretty much the gambit of it all. But look, guys, thanks so much for listening. Genuinely, we obviously have fun when we do this, and it's great that people have fun and listen along and stuff with us. So oh, thank yeah. you. And we hope you have a good time and you're doing well on lockdown and keep the spirits up, guys. Keep the spirits up. Stay safe out there. Don't yeah, exactly. don't worry, you know, it it it'll where the, the, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And if and and until we get there, Bloody hell, you must be pulling out that tin whistle by Jesus. He'll be pulling that out all bloody day. Oh, Jesus. That sounds bad, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come watch Ross on his OnlyFans. <laughs> he calls himself the very tin whistle. <laughs> oh. Oh, Jesus, God. All that's left to say is that I've been Rob. Ross, I've been <laughs> Ross. I did it again. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I was just thinking of tonally fans. That's all that went in my head then. When you said... I like that. Tonally fans. There's a segment in there somewhere, Rob. Oh, there he is. <laughs> and it is not suitable. <laughs> Tonely fans. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Uh, where were we? I guess I'll I guess I'll say it right now. Okay, I can do it. The last time I also got it wrong. That's funny. It's become a bit of a it's it's, it's become like um, a complex for you now. Deep breaths, Ross. <laughs> I've been Ross. <clears throat> and I've been Rob. And this has been uh, I understood that reference. Thanks for listening. Fair play to you. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Oh, good Jesus. Ooh, doggy. That's, that's <laughs> my new catchphrase. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>